All right, everyone, I'm Logan Alec, I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Tuesday, February 2nd. One of the big stories yesterday was the meeting between Joe Biden and 10 of the more moderate Republican senators who want to make this stimulus business a bipartisan ordeal. I've been saying this almost every day, so most of you have probably heard this by now, but if the Republicans want any say in how stimulus progresses, it's crucial that they have at least 10 senators who are willing to negotiate, because 10 Republicans plus all 50 Democrats and independents equals 60 votes, which is how many you need to override a filibuster in the Senate on most legislation. On the other hand, if the Democrats want to pass something on their own, they can use the process of budget reconciliation to pass it with a simple majority, which means the 50, which means the 50 Democrats and independents with the tie-breaking vote cast by Kamala Harris, who is president of the Senate. So if you're one of those 10 Republican senators, I mean, you'd obviously rather have your $600 billion plan pushed through than the Democrats' $1.9 trillion plan. But you know Democrats aren't going to go for something as tiny as $600 billion, right? So that's why they're presenting this, just so they can say, hey, we're here, we want to talk, right? Because they know that they could have an opportunity to make an impact if they agree to work with Democrats, and they want at least some input here rather than being left behind for a vote that goes on party lines. And if you're a Democrat, reconciliation gives you the chance to walk away from any bipartisan negotiation that you don't like. They have a lot more leverage, obviously, when it comes to working out the stimulus thing. So Biden met with these Republican senators yesterday. Republican Senator Susan Collins told the media, I think it was an excellent meeting, and we're very appreciative that, as his first official meeting in the Oval Office, the president chose to spend so much time with us in a frank and very useful discussion. Biden's press secretary, Jen Psaki, had a similar statement. She called talks substantive and productive, but at the same time, she didn't sound very optimistic about the possibility of a deal being struck in the near future. She said, while there were areas of agreement, the president also reiterated his view that Congress must respond boldly and urgently and noted many areas which the Republican senator's proposal does not address. While he is hopeful that the rescue plan can pass with bipartisan support, a reconciliation package is a path to achieve that end. The president also made clear that the American Rescue Plan was carefully designed to meet the stakes of the moment, and any changes in it cannot leave the nation short of its pressing needs. So they are talking. Republicans and Democrats are talking. They're at least trying to find some common ground. But I'm not sure this meeting represents much of a step forward for Republicans who want to get more involved in this stimulus process. One thing that came out of this is a report that while Biden wasn't willing to move his target of $1,400 stimulus checks, he remains committed to that amount as he should. He promised, right? But he would consider targeting them more narrowly, as we have heard before. The Republican $600 billion plan drops the income limits from $75,000 for single filers and $150,000 for joint filers to get a full check uh, to $40,000 and $80,000 to get a full check respectively, with the full phase out under the Republicans plan at 50,000 for single filers and 100,000 for married filing joint filers. I don't think Biden would entertain figures that low. Biden's press secretary said that Biden believes that a couple who earns a total of 120,000 a year in Scranton, Pennsylvania, where Biden is from, should still be eligible for a check. So Biden may have some room to move off his original target but probably not to the degree that those 10 Republican senators have in mind. And when the White House press secretary comes out after a meeting like this and says, hey, you know, reconciliation still on the table. We can always just go with a reconciliation bill. To me, that's a sign that the White House isn't particularly concerned with whether this bill goes through the normal channels of legislation or whether it's passed for reconciliation or whether any Republicans end up voting for it 
at all. Overall, this meeting just seems to reinforce what we already knew, which is that Biden was at least were open to working on a bipartisan bill. Uh, he made a good showing of it yesterday by meeting with these 10 Republicans, but on the other hand, he's still mostly committed to his original proposal and won't negotiate too far from that $1.9 trillion plan. But keep in mind that even reconciliation, that's not necessarily a sure thing. The Democrats would need every single Democrat and every single independent in their party, assuming they don't get any Republican support, to support their budget resolution. And there were some concerns that Democratic Senator Joe Manchin and other moderate Democrats, especially those elected in red states, would push back on that and force the Democrats to make some pretty major adjustments in order to get enough people on board. News did break today that Joe Manchin is planning to vote for the Democrats' budget resolution, which would make reconciliation possible, so he won't spoil this for them. Uh, he was probably the most likely Democrat to vote against them here, so it was critical for them to get his support if they wanted to avoid having to work with the Republicans altogether to get something done. Now, Joe Manchin does not support the $15 minimum wage, and he may push back on other provisions in the $1.9 trillion proposal, so this doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to vote for anything and everything that mainstream Democrats want to pass, mind you. I know the reconciliation process is a little complicated, but basically they will vote on a budget resolution solution first that's going to have some general provisions and it will also call for reconciliation which means that it will ask congressional committees to pass additional legislation in order to fill out the specifics of the resolution and make sure it aligns with the rest of their budget so again just because you vote for that budget resolution doesn't mean negotiations are over or anything like that. And Manchin will have a lot of power if he decides to vote against any of the Democrats' proposals and leave them one vote short of a simple majority. So that's it for stimulus today. Let's move on briefly to the impeachment of Donald Trump. Democratic managers of the impeachment process in the House released a brief detailing their case against former President Trump. This is an 80-page document. A lot of it rehashes events that you already might be aware of. For example, Trump told people that the only way he could lose was if the election was rigged. He put pressure on the Georgia Secretary of State. He told his supporters to fight like hell, etc., etc. After discussing what happened, they go on to make the case for impeachment being constitutional and conviction being necessary. If you followed my updates last week, you may remember that almost every Republican in the Senate 45 out of 50 voted for a resolution that claimed that convicting Trump would be unconstitutional since he's no longer in office. However, as the impeachment managers point out in this document, the impeachment itself in the House happened while Trump was still in office. So they do not consider this the impeachment of a former president as much as the impeachment of a president's that happens to continue after he leaves office. And the Constitution says that the Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments, emphasis on all, and that part at least makes it sound like this would be constitutional. I'll put a link to the document in the description below in case any of you want to read it in more detail. But ultimately, impeachment is more of a political process than a legal one. So whether or not the arguments hold up won't really make a difference if the vote is just going to go down party lines anyway. This is a step forward in the process. These are the arguments they'll be using once the trial starts next week. But at the same time, I don't think we'll have much of an impact in terms of how likely the Senate is to actually convict former President Trump, which would require all 50 Democrats independence, plus at least 17 out of the 50 Republicans. So in my mind, none of the senators who thought impeachment was unconstitutional last week are going to be swayed by the arguments that Democrats are making here. Now, there have been a lot of arguments about this, 
whether or not you can impeach someone, convict someone after they leave office. It would be great to read your thoughts in the comments below and how you kind of think this is going to go over the next few weeks. All right, everybody, that is my video for today. Thank you so much for watching, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.